Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture Movie Reviews. Today, my guest is Cuddy Armour. She's a hilarious comedian and an entertainment supervisor. Thank you so much for coming on to the movie review. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, today, we'll be reviewing the movie The Nun. Um, Cuddy chose it. Um, this is going to be a 100% spoiler review, but before we spoil the movie, uh, Cuddy, why did you choose the movie, and, and uh, would you advise anyone to watch it? Yes, I would absolutely advise people to watch it. Um, be prepared. And that kind of leads into why I chose it. It is such a great example of um, jump scares. And, and a lot of other different kinds of things, but specifically that one. So I love that. Nice, nice. Um, I agree. I think you guys should uh, watch it too. Um, from this point on, it's going to be 100% spoilers. Um, yeah, this was my first time watching it. and um, Really? Yeah, it was good. Like I, I, um, It was parts that I laughed. It was parts where I was like, I got scared. It was parts where I was a little confused. I love the fact that, um, I forgot his name just that fast, but I love that the guy at the end, the guy that was like the groundskeeper, I love the fact that he like looked like um, Brandon Frazier from The Mummy at the end. He did. Like he had like the cosplay on. Like I thought that was. Uh, I was like, whoever chose that outfit, they do what they were doing. I love that. I didn't even make that connection, but yeah. Um, so, when was the first time you saw the movie? Um, I saw that movie not long after it came out. Uh, I had been really, really looking forward to it because the character of Nun is actually this is like her feature movie but she's actually introduced in the second conjuring movie yeah i, I imagine it because when i saw like at the end me and my girl saw like the tie-in mm-hmm. and she had saw like conjuring so to her it was like oh but for me i was like who are these other people <laughs> yeah no and that that whole universe is woven together but yeah it's kind of like when you see that movie you you realize you're like oh this is a thrill this is a callback to a movie that i may or may not have seen um I saw it in theaters, and um, actually, when I went home, I made like a little joke on Facebook about it, and I was like, I just went and saw The Nun, and here are a few things that I'm afraid of after seeing that movie. Being awake, being asleep, being inside, being outside, windows, mirrors, and I just made this list. It was basically like, that movie made me afraid to live, and, it was, and, and that's what I wanted. It's a very scary movie, because... She's everywhere um, in and, different spots. Yeah. Well, what my girlfriend made me realize, and what, you know, since I didn't know anything about the trilogy or the Conjuring movies, uh, when I first saw it, I was like, hey, they're showing it. Like, it was a lot of scenes where they just showed her hiding. And I was like, this isn't, you know, it took me a little out of it because I'm like, okay, I would like to be scared of her too. But then, like, once I realized, like, oh, this person's been in movies before, I was like, okay, so people already know what she looks like. But that was the only thing that took me out of the whole movie in certain places. Because I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I seeing her now? Oh. Um, so that was, like, my only part where I was just like, hey, man, I don't need to know what she looks like just yet. Like, can we keep her in the shadows? So that's when the end of the movie kind of like, okay, this character is known. But besides that, this movie was very scary. I... I think that that's really interesting that you say that, and um, because for me, it's it's different. Um, the fact that she's 
the fact that she's standing right there in a lot of those shots and scenes, but she's so almost out of focus and out of the way, they're not really interacting with her because there are a few scenes where um, somebody's like having a conversation or the young, the young nun, I think her name's Irene, she's just walking around and she's in different rooms and then you see the nun in the background and to me, like I get goosebumps just thinking about it because there's something about that really indirect scare that is scary to me. It's like she's there and the danger is like she's not even doing anything to you right now because she knows she doesn't have to. So I guess in my mind I get so into that stuff having a background in horror that I analyze the hell out of it. So I, I thought that was actually a really brilliant choice on their part to just kind of stick her randomly because what you, because you know eventually as the antagonist, the nun is going to do something and it's going to be big and scary and her movements are going to be big and scary. Um, and I love that she doesn't speak the entire movie. Um, but in those moments where she's just kind of there that's really scary because it's like she's so confident that she's going to scare the hell out of you that she doesn't have to do it all the time. And do you remember the scene where Irene gets out of bed and she goes into this chapel and everybody's praying and then the nun's shadow comes out of the cross and it walks down the wall really creepily? Mm-hmm. I, st- <laughs> I still think about that. It scared the hell out of me. Yeah, that and was- it's... It's a really slow moment, and and it's but it's scary the entire time because she's walking down the wall, and you and then you know you don't really know where she's going to end up, and she ends up in the mirror. Nice, nice, I agree. I also will give this movie major credit on I don't know their budget, but the way like they use CGI only when they had to, like it was a lot of practical effects, and I mm-hmm. really like when movies use practical effects instead of just replying relying on um, CGI, and that was definitely a good use of CGI in that scene. Um, so James Wan is the, oh, I'm awful. He's the director or the producer or both. I think The Fast and the Furious guy? Is he the producer? Is he a producer or a director? He's a director, I believe. That's what I thought. Okay, in my mind, I just go James Wan's movies. But he did The Conjuring movies and Annabelle and The Nun, and that universe is kind of together. And that's something that I've come to expect from his movies, which was another reason that I couldn't wait to see this movie in theaters, was he has a certain... Um, style that if you look for it in the Conjuring movies, Annabelle or The Nun or even La Llorona um, he likes to have the the villain or the monster again kind of in plain sight and his use of music um, and then silence like really abrupt silence is, is in every movie that he makes and um, his camera angles are very specific. Like I've noticed he likes to blur out of focus and then he'll have that blurred monster or ghost move. And you don't even know that there's anything there until you see it move because your eye, because it's blurred out and your eyes focused on whatever's happening in front of that. Um, I may have analyzed these a little bit. <laughs> no, it just blew my mind that the Aquaman guy is, man, all right, he, right? Has, a yeah. lot of, he has a lot of range, okay. Yeah. Um, and I also want, I really loved that the nun was shot in Romania because mm-hmm. there's something about Eastern Europe that is kind of like dark and creepy. Not all of it, but um, I think that that particular part of the world in that time that it was filmed in, I want to say, or that it was set in, I think it was set in like the 50s, like the early 50s. So it's like after World War II. 
um, they just, they used everything so well. They used the landscape. I mean, it was beautiful where they shot the movie, but, um, I think that James Wan, like he gets this vision in his head and it feels like he's asking himself, how can I, he wants to traumatize people. And I've talked before about the difference between scaring somebody and traumatizing them. I don't think he really cares if he sends you into therapy or a mental asylum. He just wants that effect. Um, how do you feel about the lighting? Do you think he uh, did a great good job when it came to lighting? Yes, definitely. Because when you think of scenes, um, there's one, and I think it was the scene I was just talking about with the cross and the nun's shadow coming out of it. There's a red light behind the cross, and they're in a chapel in the mountains of Romania in the middle of the night. They're not going to have like flashing bar lights, like a red light. So that red light means something. I think it's supposed to signify like a red light behind something holy like that, um, which was, I'll get into the, the holy part of the movie too. But um, I think that lighting was meant to, for a reason to be like that. And I think um, any time where, example, the nun in the beginning of the movie, that one nun kills herself, she hangs herself, and then the actual, the nun, the demon, comes down the hallway, and as she's coming down the hallway, each candelabra that she passes goes out. So that's another great utilization of lighting in horror to create a very, very specific effect. And it's basically like, as she's coming up the hallway, she's turning all the lights out because she's so incredibly evil, is what I got from that. It definitely showed her power. Yes. Um, to go to the scene where the priest is um, in the graveyard. I knew in the you were going to bring that up. It's such a good scene. Go ahead. It, it was uh, definitely shot well. I thought it was di- uh, directed shot very well. Um, and just using just the way he showed early in the movie about the bail and showing the, the purpose of the bail. When they, I just got goosebumps again. <laughs> when, they, when they answered it, in the way they answered it, it was like, oh yeah, he just he literally just talked about it. I thought that was very clever that he just didn't leave that as like, oh, it's just something you know. Like he actually did come back and make sure he used it in the movie. I thought that was very well because you'd be surprised so many movies would be like, oh, this little bit of knowledge and then it never makes sense in the plot. Um, that was a very good jump scare also. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, and I think the fact that they spliced that scene with because it was right after the scene in the mirror with Irene and then I think it's Father Burke he's in the coffin and the the anxiety the it's like good anxiety because you know your you know your body knows it's just responding to a movie but you get that switch off from him in the coffin and it starts to get eerie and something's moving and then she's trying to find him and then me as somebody watching the movie and I don't know if you were like this too you're just like oh my god I hope she finds him I'm freaking the hell out right now and um so they would film him, and then they'd film her, and then they'd go back and forth to the point where I'm, I, I'm on the edge of my seat, literally, like in the movie theater. I went to see it with one of my friends, and I was joking, like, we were about to rip each other's arms off, because we were just like, oh my god. So that's, that's a really great utilization of cutting a scene as well. It's like, to build that anxiety. Um, and of course, they get him out at the last second, yeah. and then by that point, you're like, oh my god. I I love the fact that the Brandon Fraser guy I forgot his name uh, French they call him Frenchie because he's French Canadian yeah. yeah oh man that connects so well at the end but uh, Frenchie is uh, Frenchie just seemed like the audience member like he just like hey guys we shouldn't be here like we sh- we should leave he was comic relief at times too yeah. which I think is cool yeah like 
Like out of everybody, it was just like, yeah, like, hey, you guys, it's blood over here. The body's been dead for a long time. We can leave. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was very clever that, like, they didn't, like, sidestep it. Like, oh, well, this has to happen because this has to happen. It's like, at least it's one person that was like, this is just horrible. Like, we, let's not be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're right. He was almost like the, the more rational one because they're, he's a priest and she's a nun and they're at this abbey yeah. and they're like, well, this is where we're supposed to be. And he's like, yeah, that might be true, but look at all this blood. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the fact that like, not that the other nuns didn't get stream time, they did get stream time, but it was definitely like, we don't need to get to know them. Like mm -hmm. we were here for the nun that's here to scare us. These other ones, they were going to give their little side speeches. Let's, let's continue the story and not try to do all these side quests or side stories, which were, I think was a smart touch. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I think the, um, they were meant to support the story, but they are, they weren't key players. Mm -hmm. So they, they were used really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to say, oh, I don't need to do. Um, growing up Catholic, and then I'm well aware that I, that, and I've heard this is true. The Catholic Church hates those movies, hates all of James Wan's movies. It's probably the nun more than any, because you see Jesus on the cross. It's just a statue, but he gets his head ripped off, and they turn the cross upside down. And in one of James Wan's other movies. Um, There's like a demon and she grabs a crucifix, which they're not supposed to be able to do. And she like bends it. So like basically his movies make you feel like nothing is sacred and nothing is safe, which I think is important in horror. It's really dark and it's a really kind of messed up thing when you think about it. But for the effect that he's going for, which is to really, really scare somebody and to take away all those little things like... Um, Well, you hold a cross up and that's, um, that's gonna keep them away. Well, no, it's not. because they're just going to turn it upside down or they're going to bend it. And then we see in the movie, huge spoiler alert, sorry. Um, the only thing that makes the nun go away is like a literal vial of Jesus Christ's blood. And that's not just something any Catholic has kicking around their house. So I think that he used religion, um, for horror, to make people scared. And I'm not super religious, but even if I was, I don't think personally I would be too offended by it because it wouldn't, you know, if I'm religious, it's not going to shake, his movie is not going to ruin my faith. So um, in that respect, I don't think anybody should get that upset about it. I think he just used it as a tool. And um, Catholicism above all religions is full of nothing but like rituals and like sacred little things and like the little smoke thing that they wave in all the um the masses and stuff like that so catholicism really lends itself to be creepy if you really think about it and all james wan really did was kind of create that world true true wow i didn't uh, you just taught me something i, I didn't even know but i <laughs> hey, yeah i'm I a huge nerd i i'm a nerd about horror and i'm a nerd about a lot of things but yeah i appreciate oh. you letting me ramble oh same same here i'm very much a nerd i just didn't know about like I just, well, I just can't understand, like, a religious group getting mad. I mean, because it's never nothing that's, like, pointing right at the religion itself. But I get what you're saying about, like, um, I guess they might feel like it's dishonoring, I guess, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, it's, you know, blasphemous and sacrilegious and all that. Which, yeah, I mean, if you're 
seeing a cross get turned upside down or a statue of Jesus with his head ripped off. Yeah, that's going against all those sacred things in your religion. But like I said, you know, if you really believe, don't let it bother you. Exactly. Another thing I thought about it, I think everybody gave their A game. I can't say anybody that was like, I didn't like in a movie or didn't try their best. I would agree with that. Do you want to have your mind blown? Oh, okay. Um, did you see the Princess Diaries movies? I can't imagine that you would have. Oh, yeah, I had They're ABC. kind of girly. I had, okay. AB, I had ABC Family growing up, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I always associate them with, like, girl movies. But in the very first movie, do you remember that old couple that wanted to take the throne away from the teenage princess? A little bit, yes. And the guy was telling that the woman, he was like, you're going to have your face on a postage stamp. And she just like barely spoke. Hmm? That is the actress that plays the nun. Uh, she kept up with those not having lines in movies. Yeah. 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 Um, the only time you really hear the nun speak in that movie is when she possesses the Irene, the, the young nun. Hmm. But um, in her character, yeah, she doesn't speak. And she doesn't speak in the other movie too. She like growls and screams and stuff, but she doesn't have any lines. Okay. Um... Wow, well, thank you for dropping that off. Like, thank you for dropping that knowledge on us. Yeah, um, it blew my mind because I was like, the Princess Diaries. And then I was like, oh, the lady who barely spoke. That makes sense. And she had that big-ass nose. Yeah, still kept it. Uh, <laughs> when it came up to the story itself, um, after seeing the previous movies, did you like already know the origin or everything was new to you too? Um, so the character like I said, is only in the second Conjuring movie. Okay. So they really kind of tease it a little bit. You you already are afraid of her because you've seen her. And you the only thing you know is her name. Um, the Because de- it's a demon. So, the, you know, it's not really a nun. Um, so you know the demon's name and you know that it is what it looks like and that it's very... Um, the way it moves and the way it walks... Uh, I think that they used it really well in the second Conjuring movie um, as like almost a teaser. Okay. So I knew going into it kind of like what sort of what to expect, but I was so excited to finally get some more backstory um, about this character. And if I'm not mistaken, have, have you heard of or seen those movies, the Annabelle movies? It's about the creepy doll who's also kind of starts in The Conjuring, or she does start in The Conjuring movies. I've seen like the commercials. I haven't like, yeah. watched them yet. Um, in one of those movies, they show a brief... There, There is a nun who takes a bunch of girls to live in this house. And in her suitcase, I believe it is, there's a picture of the nuns that are in her convent. And at one point in the movie, you zoom in on the picture and she's way in the back so they kind of like they give her little shout outs in other movies and then they finally gave her her own movie nice um so it's weird it's like a character that you're familiar with but a lot like kim kardashian on instagram they just give you little bits and they leave you wanting more and you want more information and then you finally get it i doubt we'll ever get a kim kardashian movie directed by james wan but you know we can dream yeah true (laughs) I don't know. Hey, James Bond does definitely has the um, the reach for it. He definitely has. Um, <laughs> he can definitely pull it off, I believe. Yeah. Um. So when you find out that you know they they sell her back to hell, and then well, they don't really sell her back to hell. I don't believe because uh, the ending they didn't. Um. 
when you saw them sealed, did you already know because of the previous movies? Because the twist seems like it's something that you saw, you just didn't notice. With Frenchie? Yes. Um, it was weird. It was one of those movies, or one of those moments where I started to feel okay. And I was like, okay, they got her back to hell. And then um, they're leaving. And as soon as I saw the upside down cross yeah. in the back of his neck, I was like, oh shit. And then that scene with him being like possessed and all of that, and they're doing an exorcism on him, that is a callback to the very first Conjuring movie. Okay, cool. And it was funny because I'm, we're, I'm you know, like I said, I'm, I'm watching the movie with my friend in this theater, and they show that scene from The Conjuring, and you just hear everybody in the theater go, oh, and I did too. So we were all like, okay. Because it's, you know, they make all these crazy connections at different moments in all of these movies, and I, and I love that. Um, and in fact, it's almost like, you know, like the Marvel universe or the yes. DC universe. I'm pretty sure they call it the conjuring universe. That makes sense. Where they connect all those movies. So, um, I went right back to being anxious and I, but a good, you know, good, scary movie yeah. anxious. Cause I was like, okay, they're safe. Oh no, they're not. And then my mind was just like exploded when they, when they call back to that first movie. So we're, I like, so we're staying a nun, but I thought when I saw the first commercial for the country movie, it was supposed to be based on a true story. That, that, <clears throat> it definitely, it was based on a, a family's actual experiences. And I, um, I actually have the books that one of the daughters wrote. Okay. But, um, because this, this story has become part of like a franchise, they, they added some Hollywood glitter to it. So, okay. so they added stuff. That, that did or didn't happen um, in that movie, particularly the first Conjuring movie. Some of that stuff actually did happen to that family, and they tell you all about it. But then also, they just were like adding a dash of this for some Hollywood excitement. Okay. Put a little spice on it? Yeah, a little oh, spice. Oh, nice. A little nice. cayenne pepper. Okay. Um, do you have uh, a few more notes about this movie? Or? No, I think this is where my nerdiness ends. Okay. Um, do you believe that this movie is going to become a part of pop culture? Yes, in a way that I didn't really expect. Um, and it's weird, and this is not me being like a feminist right now, but because she is a woman, the character is like essentially, I think, supposed to be female, even though it's a demon. Um, when you think of like horror icons, you think of, um, you know, like Michael Myers and Scream and Freddy Krueger. Hellraiser, and there are movies with female monsters. I cannot believe I'm even. I feel like a like a feminist monster advocate right now, but whatever. Um, like The Ring, and, you know. There's that girl Samara with the hair and the grudge and stuff like that. So like there aren't as many female horror icons, and I think that it's not about the horror icons that's like the issue. It's the um, imagination of like. These stories can be like led by women, you know. They they can the we can um, be afraid of these female characters, and I think there's an idea that maybe that female characters aren't as scary, and I think that the nun, in my opinion, challenges that. So I think she does have like a very weird cult following. I'm certainly like sold, and I I've always loved horror movies, and I kind of leaned more towards the classics, and I'm talking like way back to like even like Nosferatu so to be so 
enthralled with a more recent movie. Um, I was really surprised to find. But yeah, I think she will. I think she'll become kind of a staple of like of American horror culture, um, just like Michael Myers in Scream. Nice, nice. I I totally agree. It, wow, yeah, you're right. When it comes to uh, female horror icons, uh, the only person that came to my mind was Avara. But I don't think even Avara had her own movie. She was just a talk show host. Right, and she's not as scary. She's she's sexualized. Yeah. And that's fine. She, that she does her thing. Just like The Bride of Frankenstein. I love The Bride of Frankenstein. But she's meant to be very, like, beautiful. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say The Nun, to me, is not beautiful. <laughs> she's scary, and she should be. And, you know, when you watch movies like The Ring or The Grudge, those characters are really, really scary, and they have their place too. Like I said, there just don't seem to be as many female, like scary, scary characters. And when they do them, sometimes they don't even do them right, like the last Mummy movie. Not gonna lie, I didn't see it. Oh, good, good, Sorry. good. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> no, I'd be happy you didn't watch that. I mean, Tom Cruise is a good actor, but he couldn't save that movie. Oh no. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you're right. They definitely should make more female. Um, horror movies because this one definitely knocked it out the park um i think that we need to stop and and i don't i don't want to get on a soapbox but i think sometimes it's easy to make a female character even if she is a monster sexy or just dainty and pretty and then i think to have a female character like the nun who is like straight up vicious evil i respect that a lot um, even if they're not truly um, like an idea of a movie monster, uh, have you got a chance to watch the movie Ma? What? Is a movie called Ma? Octavia Spencer's in it. Oh no, I haven't, but okay. I love her. But she um, she knocked it out the park with that, and that's not like a. I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's real. It's like a psychological thriller, right? Yeah, but it's just, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's something you gotta watch. But Ooh, I'm definitely gonna watch it. But um, she she knocked out the park. But you're right. We definitely need more. And when it comes to icons, definitely none is definitely in that that discussion as an icon. Um, one through ten. Well, you said this is your favorite movie, so one through ten, what would you give it? Um, if ten's the highest I can go, I'm gonna say ten. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to do the movie review. Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? Uh, stay spooky and don't ever give a shit about what people think about you. I 100% agree with that. Um. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on to the movie review, and you guys have an amazing day.